and we're back. How's it going, everyone? Welcome back to Hawk Sense. I am your host, Alex Nicolau. Welcome to the first episode of 2023. And if you can see me, we've gone visual. Now, not every single episode of Hawk Sense will be visual. I just think for this episode specifically, we're going to have to do some kind of visual thing. But don't worry, if you don't want to watch, if you can't watch, it will still be available on all streaming platforms for you guys to listen to. But first off, before we get started, I just want to say, I know I do this a lot when we hit some kind of milestone or past the anniversary or some stuff like that. Uh, 2022 was outstanding for Hawksense. We did a lot of good numbers and I'm very, very happy with the work that we've put in. And I just want to say thank you all for your continued support on the podcast. I love doing this and I will continue to keep doing this if you guys love it too, which hopefully you guys are. But uh, yeah, I mean, we can get started right with the first episode, guys. So um, last episode, I know it's been a minute, was uh, the Comic Code Authority rewriting Spider-Man 3. Now, I won't say much about that episode, but I will say that uh, we submitted that podcast and a few others in Red Hawk Media to a festival, right? Uh, I'm not going to say more because I don't know. I don't know everything off the top of my head. I don't want to spread any misinformation about it, but we're really excited because we worked super hard and we think we have a good shot at this festival. I'm not going to say more. All right. News to come on the Red Hawk Media Instagram at redhawk.media. A um, couple other things. Um, if you are a student of Indiana University Northwest, we are doing free professional headshots for all IUN students January 25th, 2023 from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. Details are on our Instagram at redhawk.media. It's our pin post. It should also be on our story every day till the actual event um another news i know you guys have heard me say in the past uh if you have any questions about red hawk media you can contact the president cicely porter and the uh, program director alex nicolau me uh i became president a few weeks back and uh, i'm very very excited about it we've done some great things already um no i did not take cicely's job right i didn't steal it from her uh, she's got a lot going on right now. She's an athlete. She's got a multiple internship. She's, she's doing the most. All right. She's, she's great. But, uh, you know, she got a little bit overwhelmed with everything that she, uh, she was going on with. Cause she's doing a uh, million things at once. I don't know how she does it. Uh, so I offered to take her position and we worked out smoothly and yeah, I'm the, I'm, I'm the president of Red Hawk Media now. And our good friend, John, uh, took my place as vice president program director. So, uh, we got a great dynamic going on and I'm very, very excited for the future. But as you can see here, uh, we have a tier list. And as you can see, we have almost every single MCU project to date. Now, the only two that are missing is Black Panther Wakanda Forever and the Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. Now, the reason being those are not here is because this website that I'm using. <laughs> this was the only one I could find with every single one besides these two and i think it's because they're just more recent the creator of this tier list did not have time to update it but as you can see we have here uh iron man one to werewolf by night this is all in release order now let's go through the tiers first so s is obviously god tier you know i won't be filling this out as much as you guys want me to all right because i t i filmed this like two times before but i told john and matt and everybody else in red hawk media like my list and they're like you have like six films in the s tier i'm like yeah you know like doesn't that kind of like like eliminate the actual value of the s tier and i was like thinking about it <laughs> and i'm re-recording it now because i realized that you can't have multiple things maybe max four in the s tier or it just it does eliminate the value of the s and god tier so we won't be putting too much in here there's a lot of good films you know a is for great outstanding but you know there's something there's something a little bit off b i would say is like it's a great movie it's a great movie c i'd be like it's great but d would be like okay there's this problem there's more there's more bad than good and then for f there's barely any good and it's 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 bad um this is all my opinion I would say I'm relatively nice when it comes to these movie reviews and stuff, but there are some things that I just don't like about these movies and I wish they would have done differently. But uh, I guess we can get started with Iron Man 1. So, guys, how can you not love this movie? All right, but side, put aside the fact that it is the godfather of the MCU. 
that this started everything, right? It is a great classic comic book superhero movie. You have your super uh, superhero origin, your supervillain origin, and then a huge CGI battle at the end, right? And the CGI is not bad for its time for 2008. Um, I mean, you know, RDJ's redemption as uh, his personal redemption in this character uh, really does it for me. He's such a great actor in this and all the other actors are um, phenomenal as well. We have Gwyneth Paltrow and um, everything about this film is just really great. Um, other than, I mean, there, there's no loose ends. There's no tying into other films because this is the first film. So overall, if you're comparing this to like, let's say you're comparing this to The Dark Knight, you're comparing this to Spider-Man 1, you're comparing this to like X-Men, you know, it's a standalone superhero film. You know, it doesn't have any tie-ins. There's no, there's no like uh, movies that you have to see before. It's a lot different than what we've seen before, and it, it it's phenomenal. It is an S tier. It truly is. You know, it, even adding the side that it's the Godfather of the MCU and it started everything, it's an S tier. It really is. Now, the second installment of the MCU isn't S tier. Uh, we all know how bad. The Incredible Hulk is, uh, we all know what the bad qualities are. Let me talk about some of the good qualities first. Um, CGI wasn't bad for the time, I'll give it that. Uh, this Hulk is really awesome. I like this Hulk. I love the raging monster Hulk. Shame we didn't see a lot of them, right? A lot of good of them. Um, Abomination was pretty cool, but overall it was pretty weak on the acting end, the story end, and there was a lot to fix, but it, there are some good qualities about it, right? Now, I'm struggling to put it in D or F, because F, I, I have some movies in my head that I'm like, oh, it's an F, but at the same time, I don't know if I can give it that rating, because I don't know if it'll be fair, because this movie is not good. Let's think about this for a second. Let me put it back. Let me put it back. Let me put it back. Um, we have The Hulk, which is great. Edward Norton, which he did all right, but we like Mark Ruffalo a lot better. I know that. Um... I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna put it in D. We could switch around later if I'm feeling any thoughts in my head, but let's keep it moving. Iron Man two. This is one of those films that has very. It's it's very similar to the Incredible Hulk. Actually, now I'm thinking about it. Um, there's some great qualities about this. I think that Robert Downey Jr.'s acting is incredible in this movie. We get to see him discover his father's legacy and create a new element, and those parts alone mesmerize me those are the reasons i come back to iron man 2 now let's talk about the reason i don't come back to iron man 2 uh whiplash justin hammer and uh that's about it the villain the villain makes a lot of the movie and it's just he's he's very ill motivated you know and it just doesn't seem like a great character he's not a good character whatsoever there are some cool suit up scenes in this movie we get the introduction to black widow that's pretty much the only redeeming qualities. Oh, and do not forget Don Cheadle, right? Don Cheadle's coming back or, or getting at, getting recasted um, as the War Machine. Brilliant, brilliant. Uh, it's a D. It's it. There are good moments, but there are a lot of bad moments, more than good, I'd say. And there's a couple redeeming qualities. Now, Thor. This movie holds a special place in my heart, right? This was one of the first original mcu actually that's not true iron man 2 was um this is the one that i remember the most seeing in theaters right uh i remember it because my brother fell asleep <laughs> but it's a great movie it is a great movie it's it's the definition of a good origin superhero movie you get introduced to the hero they have some sort of conflict internal external they you know discover something that's gonna lift their spirits and have them come back and they fight the villain and then they, you know, rest easy, right? Uh, I mean, what's not to love about this? You have some great acting in this. Natalie Portman as Jane Foster. Obviously, Chris Hemsworth as Thor. You know, he's, he's sort of a newer actor at this point, And he kind of makes a name for himself here. Then we have Tom Hiddleston as Loki, which is absolutely phenomenal. Who doesn't love that? Uh, I think it's a great movie. I feel like there are a little to no bad qualities about this movie. I mean, it, the, the, the comedy in this movie, that's what has gotten so lost about the Thor movies, especially in... Thor Love and Thunder, which we'll get to. The comedy in this movie, it's not him cracking quips. You know, he's not Spider-Man. You know, he's not he's not he's not Spider-Man whatsoever. You know, the the comedy is in this movie is because he's however many years old and he has no social cues on how Earth works. 
So him smashing the cup wanting more. That is probably how he acts on Asgard when he wants more, you know? That's not how people act on Earth at all. He screams. He uh, uh, he, do he doesn't understand clothing issues and stuff like that. It, it's... Is that what I'm thinking about? Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about a different movie for a second. But um, the, the, entire, the entirety of comedy just stems from the fact that he doesn't know Earth's social cues. So it is, in fact, a good movie. Leaving it at a B. Now, Captain America the First Avenger is very similar to Thor. Uh, it's a great solo origin movie. I just think it has a little bit less to offer than Thor did. Um, I mean... I think Ar Arnim Zola was cool to see in there. Red Skull was cool. I just feel like it, it wasn't as cool as it could have been. I feel like they could have taken a way darker tone with it. So I'm going to put it at C. Now, The Avengers is the... It's the bread and butter, you know? Iron Man, the Incredible Hulk, Thor, or Iron Man and Incredible Hulk were like the peanut butter side of the bread, and Captain America and Thor were like the jelly, and this is Avengers. Um, I mean, it's great. It really is great. I mean, we have a great villain with Loki, and everybody's stories come together so greatly. You know, they bring in Dr. Banner just because the Tesseract has radiation, um, or gamma, it has a gamma radiation signal. They bring in the super spies because they're, you know, part of S.H.I.E.L.D. or, uh, you know, Black Widow and Hawkeye. Thor's there because that's his brother trying to attack Earth and control Midgard. Iron Man's there is because they need his tech. You know, they, they, they bring together the story very well. The story is great. However, I do not think it's an S-tier movie going in A. Now, Iron Man 3 is the most underrated movie in the MCU, in my opinion. Obviously, there are a lot of bad things. I don't think Aldridge Killing is really cool, but I think RDJ's acting makes up for the movie. I think some of the battle scenes are so dope. I love how the Iron Man armors, you know, fight all of the... What, do you, what would you call those? Like the... The heat things. There was a name for them. I just forgot. Whatever, those little heat demon guys, whatever. Um, I totally forgot what they were called. But anyways, uh, you know, it was just so cool. It was cool to see, and I think it was a okay conclusion to the iron man trilogy uh, i don't think it's perfect whatsoever but i'm not saying it's it's terrible because it's really not i'm gonna give it a c now thor the dark world this is one which is just bad it's has little to no redeeming qualities about it i'd say the only thing is thor and loki i mean the love the love the love between um thor and jane and the reality stone and what do they call it the aether uh, it's it's cool. It's cool to see, but the villain was just bad. You know, the acting was all right. The it, it's just a bad movie. It's it's going in F. Captain America: The Winter Soldier is an outstanding movie, right? We talk about this all the time on the podcast, me, John, and Matt, about how Daredevil makes it a TV show first and a superhero property second. This is the definition of them making an action spy movie first. And a superhero movie second. Uh, there are there's so much good in this movie, and it deserves that S tier. It really does. It's one of the greatest action movies we have in the MCU. Uh, the Winter Soldier is such a great villain, and we get the introduction of Sam Wilson as Falcon. We get to see this great little arc with Shield shutting down, you know, all of their stuff leaking all over the all over the internet and all that kind of stuff. It, it is in fact a great superhero movie S tier. Guardians of the Galaxy. Now, sorry, um, a lot of people thought that this movie was going to flop when it came out. Some actors even didn't want to be casted or even audition for these roles in this movie because they said, I forget, it was someone who they who Marvel offered for her to do an audition as Gamora. I forget her name, but she said, I don't want to be a part of the first Marvel movie to flop. Because it, it broke the formula. It really did. And James Gunn, did a fantastic job with these characters. You know, who, if you went up to a little kid around this time when this movie was, you know, about to, the trailer was about to come out, you go to them and say, who is this? And you show them a picture of Rocket Raccoon. They'll be like, that's just a raccoon in, in armor. You know, who is this? It's a picture of Drax. I have no idea who that is. Or even, I, you know what I would say? There's nobody on this card. <laughs> the invisible Drax joke still sticks um sorry i'm gonna take a sip of water here um but 
it sticks. It holds. It, it's a great movie, and there's little to no flaws to it. I don't think, however, it is S tier, right? Although the soundtrack is phenomenal, the directing is phenomenal, the production itself is phenomenal. I feel like it is just... I want to put it at S. I do. Because on my last list, I had almost both of them on the S tier. Because they're such fantastic movies. But I'm talking to myself saying how the S loses value over time. And there's other movies that I want to put in S here. Alright, let's leave it at A. It's a painful A, right? Avengers Age of Ultron, um, in my opinion, is so underrated. I, I'm going to go to say that it is better than the first Avengers movie. James Spader does an incredible job at Ultra, as Ultron. And it connecting the story to Wakanda with Vibranium is fantastic. We get introduced, introduced, introduced to, I was about to say introduced, I was introduced, uh, introduced to Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. Not for long with Quicksilver, but uh, Scarlet Witch obviously making a staple for herself inside the MCU is one of the favorites. Um, but I think it's very underrated. I think it sets up a lot of uh, plot details for future films, including Civil War. Uh, I don't think it's perfect, though. I do think there are some some um, imperfections in there. I'm going to put it at B. I think it's a great B. Ant-Man is just a classic superhero origin film. It's a little stale at some points. I'm, I mean, there's not much to say. I'm going to put it at C. Captain America Civil War. And I'm trying not to be biased here. I'm trying. I didn't wear a Spider-Man shirt because I didn't want to put every single Spider-Man movie in S. Right? But I have these three next to me. And we'll talk about those when we get to the specific movie that these are from. You guys know. You guys know. Um, Guys, I have a problem. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, but Captain America Civil War, in my opinion, if Spider-Man No Way Home didn't exist, this would be my favorite movie in the MCU. Um, but we're trying not to be biased, so let me just let me just wave that thought away. I mean, what's not to love? It continues the arc from the Winter Soldier of uh, Captain America trying to save Bucky. You know, it's not his fault that he's doing all this. You had to pick a side. I don't know if you guys did that thing on Twitter. When this movie was coming out. It's when I first got a phone. And I, I downloaded Twitter because of this. Um, during this time. If you did hashtag Team Iron Man. Hashtag Team Captain America. They would send you. A video. If you got lucky. they would if, they, if you got lucky. They would have sent you a video. Saying your name. It was an actor from the movie. Right? And um. They would say like, oh, enjoy your side on Team Iron Man, right? I tweeted Team Iron Man because, you know, Spider-Man's on there. I was excited to see Black Panther. Black Panther was on Team Iron Man. Come on. And I loved Iron Man. Who? Come on. Come on. You know, we got Vision on the team too. And Sebastian Stan tweeted at me. Well, the Captain America account, I'm pretty sure that anybody named Alex would get this message if they did that. And he goes, hey, Alex. Like, I, I don't remember it. I wish I could have saved that video or something. He goes, hey, Alex. Uh, why don't you just go enjoy uh, one of those gluten-free hot dogs with your best friend, Robert Downey Jr.? Hey, how about that? And I thought it was so funny. And I thought that Sebastian Stan himself was like, uh, Alex Nicolau said he's Team Iron Man. What? And he was like, you know, it was literally him in like a chair with a like a, like a studio quality camera, bro. Uh, saying, uh, telling me that. And, uh... I don't know, this movie has a special place in my heart. To me, to me, I think it is the backbone of the MCU. I think this sets up so many storylines for the MCU. Obviously, we get um, Black Panther out of this movie. Obviously, we get the arc with uh, Wanda and Vision going rogue. We get Captain America going rogue. We get uh, you know uh, Black Widow going rogue, helping Steve Rogers, but being on Team Iron Man's side... And then we obviously get the GOAT Spider-Man making his MCU debut with the most talented actor in the MCU, Tom Holland. Uh, no, that's not true. I mean, I think I think Oscar Isaac is the most talented actor in the MCU, but we'll get to that. But it's an S-tier movie. It truly is. And in my opinion, I think the Captain America trilogy is the greatest trilogy in the MCU, and that's unbiased me talking for real. Uh, I think he has such a great... Uh, trilogy in this movie. I mean, even 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 though I'm putting Captain America: The First Avenger 
at sea, the Winter Soldier and Civil War make up for it big time. Uh, Doctor Strange. Now, great origin film. I do think it was a little bit stale at some point. Kaecilius wasn't that threatening. I just feel like I just feel like everything felt a little bit rushed. I feel like they were focusing too much on his origin and not much on the actual villain himself, and it was kind of rushed at the end. I do think Multiverse of Madness is better, and we'll get to that. I'm going to put this one at B. Because there was some... Mm, I, did I really just grab my chin? You know, because I have to crack my neck. <laughs> Ugh. My neck's been acting up. Um, But I'm going to go with B. I'm gonna, I mean, mm, I was going to just put it at C. I'm going to put it at B. And I think Multiverse of Madness is also a B. But I think it's slightly better. You can understand. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, in my opinion, is better than Volume 1. Um, I, I'm just going to put it in A, though, just because I don't want to hurt anymore. <laughs> Spider-Man Homecoming. I mean, th this is a great movie. Trying not to be biased here, but... Um, it's a great introduction to Spider-Man in the MCU. I think they do something a little bit different than we've seen before with Spider-Man. Uh, whether it be with the techie suit or whether it be him going to places like Washington or on the or you know battling on a ferry, that kind of stuff. Um, it, it's a lot different than what we've seen in the two previous iterations, and I think it matches with the the tone of the MCU very nicely. Uh, Michael Keaton is a great vulture. I'm, I'm going to have to give it an A. It, it is truly a great movie. And that's me, not, not me trying to be biased. Thor Ragnarok, I put an S before. But I'm realizing now that I do not have that ability. Because um, I just don't think there's something missing. Right. There's something missing from this movie. And um, there's something... Well, I mean, if we're going to start off with the great things about this movie, it, it breaks the tone of Thor in a good way. You know, uh, we haven't seen Thor since Avengers Age of Ultron, and I think this was a great way to bring him back. Uh, it, it's definitely a taste breaker when it comes to Thor. Uh, we get to see all these big, beautiful, bright colors that we do see in Thor comics all the time. And uh, Taika Waititi does a great job with this tone of the film. Um, I... I What's missing though? Cause it something's telling me in the back of my head, it's A, but not S, right? I'm just gonna do it and leave out no explanation, right? Black Panther, right? Now there are no bad parts about this movie. I mean, I I, I would say maybe uh, I don't like how um. Eric Killmonger's suit at the end is just the cheetah kind of version of the Black Panther suit. I wish they would have gave him that, you know, that uh, actual mask that he was wearing in the beginning. Um, I mean, there's nothing to complain about besides, like, the the fact that the end fight scene was terrible. I mean, I, I, and to be, to be fair, uh, if you guys don't know, the end fight scene with Eric Killmonger and T'Challa was rushed. The VFX was rushed on accident. They only had 10 weeks to do that. And if you don't know anything about the VFX industry, 10 weeks is not a lot of time to produce a Marvel Studios level fight scene, especially for Black Panther with all the bright colors and the, especially where they fought. Um, it, it's not it's not a lot of time. 10 weeks is not a lot of time. They, people like that need maybe, I'm going to say three, four months to do something along the lines of that end battle scene could be five months honestly but um i mean there's no there's no bad qualities about this movie i just i do like wakanda forever a little bit better um i think there's just a lot more redeeming qualities and this was just kind of a good uh way to segue into the stories of wakanda i'm gonna give it an a now avengers infinity war it, it, it does a great job directing. Um, the Bruce Brothers do a great job directing this film. And we get to see Thanos as the main character. I think is a big quality that a lot of us love about this movie. Is that we, we get introduced to this character that we've been seeing in little cameos and little glimpses. Right? Huge. This is his story. He is the main character. 
and then all these other characters that we know and love get to tag along with them, right? They get to try to fight them and stop them, and they do what's they they do the they do something that is so out of the blue, and they kill half of everybody, and everybody loses, right? Everybody lo- loses. Spider Man dies, right? Doctor Strange dies. Star Lord, Drax, Mantis, uh, Bucky, Falcon. Black Panther, they're all gone. I'm trying to think of everybody. Wanda, gone. Vision, physically dead. <laughs> you know, not just not just dusted away. <laughs> his, his cranium was gone, right? Hulk, Hulk's dead. <laughs> Bruce Banner may be alive, but, you know, obviously in the, the most uh, heartbreaking, obviously we already talked about it, Spider-Man, right? Um, we get to see the perspective of Thanos. And it's fantastic. Josh Brolin does a fantastic job as Thanos. And it's a fantastic movie. It truly is. There's little to no... There's no bad parts about this movie. I would rewatch this movie four times. Until I get tired of it. Ant-Man and the Wasp. Talk about a filler. Am I right? Unfortunately. Um, it's, it's really unfortunate that uh, Ant-Man gets this treatment. You know, I think his movie was just... Just to set up his appearance in Civil War. This was to set up what happens in the Quantum Realm for Endgame. And it sucks. Uh, It's bad that this happens to him. Especially now. Because it's literally almost happening again with Quantumania. We're just getting a huge introduction to Kang the Conqueror. I mean, I hope it's more than that. Hope it's more than what we see in these two films right here. But, um... I mean, it's it's just pretty stale. I think it's, it's, it's... on the same level of the other one. Um, now we get to Captain Marvel. Now Captain Marvel is a huge controversial topic in the MCU. Because there are people who love this movie. There's people who don't like this movie at all. And there's people who just don't care for it. I'm one of the people who don't care for it. You know I went and saw this movie in theaters. And I just wasn't very impressed. The villain is pretty bad. Her origin it's pretty alright. The only way they kind of brought this back was to introduce the Tesseract, which I mean was, I mean, it's all right, but in my opinion, I just think she was placed at a terrible time in the MCU. Talk about a filler movie, right? If you thought Ant-Man and the Wasp was bad, this, she, they literally only made this movie to put her in the post credit scene of Infinity War. And four minutes in Endgame. And look at it. When did her movie come out? 2019? No. When did it come out? 2018? 2019? 2018. Yeah, 2018. We still haven't seen her since till the cameo of Miss Marvel. And that's sad. Because I honestly think Brie Larson's a brilliant actress. She, she has an Oscar. She has multiple awards. Samuel L. Jackson, Nick Fury's relationship with Captain Marvel in the comics is great. But they just use this for for what you know it's unfortunate because there are so many bad qualities about this film that it kind of ruins her character now i personally am not a huge fan of the captain marvel character in the comics now i have a different (laughs) malicious reason for that it's because in civil war 2 she arrests miles morales (laughs) but that that's just me that's just me being biased but in my opinion i just I'm, i'm i'm disappointed to put it at f but it's just it's it's unfortunate I just think she was misplaced in the MCU, and, and her arc does not interest me whatsoever. Now, Avengers Endgame, I do not think Endgame is better than Infinity War. I mean, there are a bunch of great qualities, but when I whenever I rewatch, do an MCU rewatch, which I do every other month, I'd say, uh, I skip most of the time travel, and I just kind of skip to when they're snapping everybody back, and they have all the stones, and that that's not that's not a good sign you know there there are so many great qualities about this movie but it's just not better than infinity war so it's an a spider-man far from home now i will admit this is a very hated spider-man movie right now i don't know what's going on but i do think that it's a filler Uh, i will say that however it's spider-man it's fantastic jake gyllenhaal does a fantastic job as mysterio we get one of the greatest spider-man suits in peter parker 
history. No, I love the black and red suit. I think I told you guys that. I love the black and red suit. I think it's very, very clean. Um, I mean, here's here's my complaints about the movie. They treat Peter Parker's identity like it is nothing, right? Everybody knows who he is. Everybody, everybody on the Avengers, everybody in this new Shield knows who he is. He, he's going around telling it to MJ, Ned, and then at the end, everybody finds out. But that's that's to set up No Way Home, which was. <laughs> But that's my problem with this movie is it just, all it does is, it's just a filler. Like, I'm trying to make words, but in, 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 in just like in the end, it's a filler, right? Uh, I think it kind of resets what Spider-Man means in the end. Um, I mean, I feel like all of us have been stuck to this Iron Boy Jr. type of thing, and I think it ends that at the end of this movie, and I think it introduces us to something more spectacular, um, but... Like I said, there's too many side characters. They treat his identity so, uh, just just so like like it's not a secret. You know, it's not a secret at all. That's his thing. Like like Spider Man doesn't tell anybody. Anybody who has found out has found out by accident or him being clumsy or 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 just someone almost killing him and taking off his mask. You know, there there's there's no other uh reasons that Nick Fury should know. Uh, Maria Hill, the so-called chameleon that we all thought was gonna be the chameleon. Every other member of this new underground shield, Ned, MJ, and then it's, it's all the Avengers. It's, I hate that part about this movie. I'm being, I'm being very unbiased right now and telling what I hate about it. When I actually love the villain, I love this movie. Uh, I had such a great experience in this movie. I saw it twice in the same day. I'm giving it a B. I hate that you guys are making me do this right now. John, this is your fault. I just attacked a Spider-Man movie. I just attacked a Spider-Man movie. Now we're getting to Disney Plus shows. Um, I don't even know what to say. WandaVision's great. Uh, it's definitely one of those that we were staying up till 3 a.m. watching. I know us in the central time zone were. Um, but uh, I feel like they could have done more in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. But that's not a WandaVision problem. I'm going to go ahead and put WandaVision in B. I think it was great. Next, we have the Falcon and Winter Soldier, and I'm also going to put this one at B, because in my opinion, I think it was just, it was good. You know, I don't think it had really any bad qualities. I think it was just straight in the middle good. Um, I, I just feel like they did some great things with both of the both of these characters and set up the future pretty brightly for the, uh, for uh, Captain America and uh, Bucky. Uh, we also get to see some pretty cool characters like U.S. Agent. And uh, we get introduced to Valentina, De, uh, Valentina Allegra de Fontaine, uh, who is setting up the Thunderbolts, which is really cool. And I'm, uh, I'm excited for the future of that. I know we got some details about Captain America 4. I'm sorry. I know I missed a bunch of the news, um, but we can talk about it now. I guess the, the Eternals uh, Celestial is made out of adamantium, and a bunch of these villains uh, are teaming up together to try and go steal some adamantium. And Captain America is kind of trying to stop them. It's, it sounds really cool. It's a great way to tie in the MCU. And I'm very excited about that. Loki. Loki, up until Moon Knight, was my favorite Disney Plus show. Uh, there was... Oh, uh, no, up until Hawkeye. Sorry. <laughs> was my favorite Disney Plus show. It was great. It was it was fantastic. I do think that uh, it is one of the best series. And I'm so excited for Loki Season 2. Tom Hiddleston is such a fantastic actor. And he plays this character so well uh it's fantastic there's there's no way not to love tom hiddleston as a as his character and sorry i'm trying to get there where you can't see any of this garbage uh, it's fine um but it was a great it was a great show and I'm, I'm very excited for loki season two this movie could have been so great dude could you imagine if they didn't do Taskmaster that dirty? This story was so good. Black Widow on her last mission and during Civil War or during the or after the events of Civil War, trying to you know free everybody that was a Black Widow that you know she that she suffered doing and freeing her sister and trying to free all of the Black Widows. That's such a good story, but they just ruined it with this cyborg Taskmaster. Right? Taskmaster is such a cool character. I'm looking at my Funko Pop of him right now. And why they do you dirty like that, bro? Like, it sucks. That sucks. Like, 
Taskmaster is not a robot that has to plug in to receive his moves or his fight list. You know, he 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 watches. He knows instantly. And I just I don't know. I think the way they try to make it fit in was a lot worse than just putting him in there or have him be like an outside hire or something. I it just felt terrible and I don't want to see any more of him or her. Uh, I don't want to see any more of her. It it just it sucks. It really sucks. But overall, I think it's a C because there were some great qualities about uh, Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow. We can see Red Guardian, Yelena, and there there are great qualities. But I it sucks because I like this movie. I do, and it, it just that the Taskmaster ruined it for me. Next we have What If. <laughs> um, I just want to keep moving. Uh, what If was great. I mean, in comparison to everything else, I don't think it compares. I don't think you compare it to any of the ones I put in the same uh, category. But I think it had some great uh, some great stories that I'm excited for uh, Season 2. So I'm going to put it at B. Now, John is going to hate me for this. He doesn't like Shang-Chi in The Legend of the Ten Rings. I think it's one of the greatest superhero origin movies in this era you know when super or superhero origin movies are basic who wants to see them anymore i think this is one to see i think it's a great movie i'm gonna put it in a simu Liu does a fantastic job he doesn't he john doesn't like the 10 uh, the 10 bracelets he says he wants the actual 10 rings hate to break it to you john how are they gonna do 10 rings look how small fingers are in comparison like the big screen and fighting it makes a lot more sense to do 10 rings on the on the on like the bracelet, I guess if you want to call it. Um, but I think it's a great movie. I think Simulu does a fantastic job. It does a great job with the villain and setting up future for Simulio's um appearance in Kang Dynasty because I know he, I know his rings have something to do with that little beacon that we saw in the post credit scene. That is Kang for sure. Next is the Eternals. Eternals is underrated. I really like the movie. I actually saw it twice in theaters. Um, all the actors do such, all the actors do such a great job. And the reason I think it flopped is because of how different it was. And I think a lot of, all the actors did such a great job. And I really want to see Icarus back. I really want to see Icarus back because he was a great character and Richard Madden's a great actor. Um, but I feel like they did a great job identifying each of them and telling their stories and stuff like that. I just think, I think it was just so different that threw everybody off guard, you know, Hawkeye's an A. I want to put in an S, but I'm, I'm trying. I'm saving that. Um, what is next right now? <laughs> Hawkeye was fantastic. It is my favorite Disney Plus series, but I'm also Moon Knight's coming up, so we'll talk about that when we get there. Um, come on. like The direction was incredible. The, the action was incredible. Kingpin's back. Incredible. We get this relation from Kingpin to Maya Lopez to the Ronin to you know Hawkeye. Uh, it, it's great, and we get Yelena coming back because in relation to Clint Barton, and then Kate Bishop just thrown in there by accident, but it works. And then we have Lucky the dog, who doesn't love Lucky the dog, very very cute. Um, Haley Seinfeld does a fantastic job. Jeremy Renner prayers up for him. I know uh, he got into a bad accident. I'm sure all of you guys have heard. I just haven't you know reported on anything right now. Hope he's doing well. I uh, hope to see you back with the bow and arrow, man. I I really hope you're doing okay. Um. But yeah, it, it's a fantastic show, and I, I do think Hawkeye is one of the most underrated characters in the MCU. <laughs> you know what time it is, bro. Oh my god, John's gonna hate me for this. Matt even said this isn't an S-tier movie, right? He said, there's so many plot holes, and, and I'm like, okay, name name like three. And he goes, well, the one where, how does Electro know who Peter Parker is? And I'm like, okay, name another one. And they're like, uh, 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 uh. They can't. They can't. Because it's a great movie. And I don't even need to say anything. Right? You're looking at them. I know you are. You guys want to see it? Yeah! This is my Funko 3-pack Spider-Man No Way Home. We have Tom Holland, Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield. And I don't have just those. I do have the 8-pack coming in. <laughs> three again and then willem defoe's green goblin um doc ock alfred molina's doc ock we have rice iffins um the lizard thomas hayden church's sandman and then jamie fox's electro and then also up there i'm not gonna get him right now i do have the metallic Tobey Maguire from the hot topic and then 
right there i have the metallic sam raimi's spider-man one willem dafoe green goblin metallica box lunch exclusive if you guys were to see my wall right now i have let me let me this is my end of my funko pops and it's off screen but i'm gonna just all the way on all against my wall are my funko pops right uh it's bad it's bad uh it's especially because of these and then i also have these which are it's a collection i'm going it's the sinister six box set it's it's bad guys and then on this one there's pops too i have this one sitting on my desk too spider-man and venom it is bad and i have a poster right here of uh, funko spider-man it's it's bad right but back to the spider-man no way home it's an s-tier movie come on you bring back toby Maguire. you bring back andrew garfield they redeem both of their arcs you know uh uh andrew garfield saves mj as he failed to save gwen uh toby Maguire saves willem dafoe's green goblin gets stabbed by him <laughs> and then fades away knowing that he saved norman osborne right we get spider-man absolutely just wrecking all the villains in this insane battle in the apartment and then wrecking willem dafoe's green goblin was so such great fight scene at the end we see great arcs from every single spider person every single person and then we get at the end an amazing spider-man ending it's a great Spider-Man movie. I know it's it, it's an S. Like, there's no bad qualities. And, and to answer Matt and John, your little plot hole that you guys are talking about, what about the fact that when Gwen came to Electro in Spider-Man's fight in The Amazing Spider-Man 2, yelling, Peter, Peter, Peter. Maybe he just knows Peter. Right? Right? Maybe that's it, you know? I'm just trying to save myself. <laughs> Listen, all right, all right? You bring back Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield and you're, you're, you're begging for excuses? Come on. All right, and next we have Moon Knight. It's an A. It's a great show. I mean, around this time is when they were having the VFX and uh, rushing projects, you know, little scandal they were having. Um, I don't want to touch on that. <laughs> I just will say I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt on this because I know. There was some things going on with the former CEO of Disney uh, where he was just trying to release as many Marvel projects as possible for money and it caused overworking in some departments exclusively the VFX department. So I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt for these next couple. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, it was a great show. Obviously, we say this all the time when we mention Oscar Isaac. Marvel legend, X-Men Apocalypse. He played Apocalypse. And across the Spider-Verse, he's playing Spider-Man 2099. Now he's playing Moon Knight. It's fantastic. He does a great job as his character. And, and it's been such a treat to see him on the on, 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 on the big screen, I was going to say. On Disney+. Plus, and I can't wait to see him on the big screen because he's, he's, he's fantastic. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Um, I think it's a B. I think what ruined this movie was fan expectations. And I think that's, that's a very um, known thing. With all of us now, um, I went back and visited this movie a few times, and it, it is very enjoyable. Benedict Cumberbatch is such a great actor, and he does such a great job with this character, and it makes it all worthwhile while watching this. Next, we have Miss Marvel. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it out there. I'm I'm pretty disappointed in what they did with Miss Marvel. I love the character of Miss Marvel. She's great. I think Amon Vellani is such a great actress. Uh, even though this is a, her first time acting, she does a fantastic job with this character, but I feel like her, the only good things about this movie is her. You know, we have a, a very confusing plot because we don't know who the villain is until like the actual end. And, and even if, and then we, it's still not so great. And it's so unfortunate because I wanted this to be good so bad. There were a lot of redeeming qualities, but uh, I'm going to put it at C because I think it was good, but there were some things that just didn't add up quite well in with her story. I don't even want to talk as someone who walked in the theater expecting it to be great. And then went to the counter and said one Thor love and thunder popcorn bucket for $40. And now I'm stuck with it. <laughs> and I don't want to throw it away because it spent $40. On it. <laughs> I'm disappointed. Um, they did not utilize Christian Bale as much as they should have. And, uh, Taika Waititi does it way, he takes it way overboard with the comedy, the colors, the, the music. Um, 
it just kind of ruins the movie. Like, there is a moment where it's basically an SNL skit of Thor and Jane just arguing like a couple, like a normal couple. You know, and it, it sucks because that's literally something you would see on their SNL special if they if they went on there together. And uh, there are so many redeeming qualities about this movie. Like, you know, we get the introduction of Greek mythology, which is going to be really cool. You know, we have um, this uh, new little arc that Jane might be going on in or in Valhalla, because now that she knows it's real, her kind of whole sciency background gets twisted, right? Um, Korg too much like a, he should have been left he should not have gone with them um very underwhelming performance of um Tessa Thompson's Valkyrie and overall I, I feel like the comedy was just way too much and they underutilized Christian Bale's Gore the God Butcher it's very unfortunate because I like you literally wasted one of my favorite actors and I'm what I believe one of the greatest actors of our time in in the MCU when he could have been something a lot greater it is a F uh, it's a D. There's some redeeming qualities, and we'll talk about them now. Um, I think just overall, the fight scenes were pretty cool. I think Chris Hemsworth does a great job sometimes as Thor. Unlike this movie, where it's the villain's bad, everything's bad. The redeeming qualities are Gore the God Butcher, so I'm, I'm going to put it at D. I am Groot. Come on, you cannot love Groot. S-tier. S-tier. I am Groot. No, we'll, we'll put him... We'll put them in an even B. How about that? They're just five-minute cute little shorts about Groot. If you put it anything lower than a B, you're a monster. How can you hate these? There's no there's no way to hate. It's just all cuteness, bro. And we get a cute little cameo from Rocket at the end. It's, it's cute. That's the way to describe it. And it's fun. It's cute and fun. Right? B. She-Hulk. <laughs> I know we talked about this a lot on how much I liked She-Hulk. It's one of my most revisited uh, Marvel Disney Plus shows. I will go back to watch specific episodes. And I feel like that has to do with the fact that even though every episode kind of leads up to a certain point at the end, it's all kind of different. You know, we have the Daredevil episode and then we have the, 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 um, her at the wedding episode. We have this, uh, little battle with, um, Titania. We have the court battle with Leapfrog. I mean, that's, that's the Daredevil episode, but it's uh it, it's great you know i think it's it's a very redeeming show and i can't wait for season two i'm gonna do the world a favor and put it at b because i know john and matt would absolutely hate me if i did that <laughs> if i didn't put it there but i think it's i'm not screw what john and matt think bro it's an a right <laughs> uh sorry john and matt you know i love you. you know i love you guys uh werewolf by night i'm gonna be honest i think it's an a uh, it was a great, it was a great production. I think the directing by Michael Giacchino, even though it was his directorial debut, was fantastic. I feel like it was so different. And I cannot wait to explore the monster realm of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And that almost brings us to the conclusion of the tier list, everybody. We do have two more projects that I'm going to just tell you where I'm going to put it. Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Keep it short and sweet. It was a great movie. You guys heard a review. Uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special, it was great. It was a little bit basic. You know, it's nothing to go home about and tell your mom. Um, it was great. Uh, I'm going to put it at C, though, because, you know, it, it, it's not like anything else that we've seen. It's not better than I Am Groot, in my opinion. No. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I can put it. Oh, you know, I'll put it at B. It was fun. It was great. It just wasn't anything compared to any of this. So, like, if we're taking I Am Groot, what if, and now we'll keep wear off by night. What if an I Am Groot in the Guardian Special? I'm going to say... Don't put them in the same category as all of them. Like, definitely don't compare I Am Groot to Spider-Man Far From Home or, like, Avengers of Age of Ultron. But speaking in terms of just, like, how good it is, put it in B. And I'll do the same here for the Guardians Holiday Special. I'll put it at B. But don't compare that, you know, to, like, Ant-Man or Thor 11 Thunder or stuff like that. And there we have it. The completed MCU tier list. My, my MCU tier list. Uh, I think it's pretty, I think it's a pretty fair rating of everything. I think... Everyone would have a general acceptance of everything on this list. I feel like maybe people in their biases might move things around, but I think this is a, a pretty basic general list, and I'm, I'm proud of this one. I'm very content with this one. But I think that's about it for this week's podcast, everybody. Thank you all so much for listening. I'm glad to be back in 2023. Hopefully you guys enjoyed 
the visual aspect of the podcast. I know I want to do a lot more of the visual podcast in the future. Unfortunately, next episode will not be visual. I want to plan some more stuff out before I keep throwing them at you guys. But next week, John and Matt will be back on the podcast. We're going to be talking about something. I don't know yet, but they'll be back. We've been wanting to do an episode for quite some time now. Um, but once again, guys, thank you guys so much for your continued support throughout 2022. And hopefully you guys can continue doing that in 2023 so I can keep this going. I love doing this, guys. So it really does mean the world to me when you guys like them, give me advice on all this kind of stuff. It really does. And don't forget, January 25th, 2023, from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m., we will be giving all IUN students free professional headshots. Guys, I think it is super important to have a professional headshot. It, it truly is. I mean... You can put it on your LinkedIn profiles, your resumes, or you can just post it on your Instagram. Your crush will snap you or, or text you, hey, that was cute. Let's talk, you know. <laughs> but in all seriousness, um, it, it's it's really helpful to have one and just have one on hand, especially recent. Before I had my professional headshot done, I was, I've was i been using my senior pictures. I am not a senior in high school anymore. <laughs> so it's great to have a nice recent picture, and there's no time like today. Um. You'll find more on our Instagram for more information, like, like location. If you want to message us about any other questions you might have, you can go to our Instagram at redhawk.media. And once again, as always, if you're interested in Red Hawk Media and maybe want to get involved, you can contact us on our Instagram at redhawk.media. DM us. I will personally answer it for you. If you come from Hawkson, say, hey, I'm, I'm from Hawksense. Alex, please, how do I get involved in Red Hawk Media? I'll tell you personally, right? Um... But anyways, guys, thank you all so much for listening. I hope you guys, so much for watching. I hope you guys enjoyed the visual format. And hope you guys, see you guys next time. See you guys later. Bye.